Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, car fans. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yellow. Yeah, and the evil mind behind Craving Cars on YouTube, Mr. Corey Pratt. Hey, that's me. We are coming to you from Wendy. God, God Almighty, Wendy. Wow, Wendy. Holy crow, Wendy. New hairdo, Wendy. <laughs> Toupee kite, Wendy. <laughs> should have pushed my car back over three times on the way here, Wendy. Yeah, I should have put that toupee back on with the Velcro. It's <laughs> that a, kind of Wendy. It's a Jeep. It happens. Uh, Wendy, Driven Radio Studios in beautiful and blustery Overland Park, Kansas. 84 degrees today. Yeah. yeah that nice? Hurricane force wind. winds. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just the Lord's way of cooling you back down. Heat yeah. you up, cool you down. We we got a pan in the backyard that Rhonda puts squirrel feed out in, corn and peanuts and stuff. One of the squirrels, when I looked out there this <laughs> afternoon, was on top of the fence, hanging on for dear life. Looked like he was in a Maxell commercial, <laughs> tail pointing straight out behind him. Best weather game you've ever seen. Really good speakers, man. <laughs> Is he alive? But at least you knew which way the wind was blowing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you, his nuts were in the breeze. Uh, yes. <laughs> From the pan. You know what they tell you? <laughs> yes, of course. When, you, when you're feeding in the pan, you got to protect your nuts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com. When did I lose control of this? DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DrivenRadioShow. And listen everywhere. Find podcasts or heard if you like what you are hearing leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your gearhead friends if there is something you would like to hear more of or if you have an interesting story by all means tell us send your emails to brett at drivenradioshow.com last week we talked about a young man who is legally blind and a huge car enthusiast and expert of some variety you've accused me of that because i like those big chryslers <sighs> i've accused you of much worse than that <laughs> they have to be that big <laughs> I, I don't know if legally blind parallels with awful taste mark you don't have an excuse legally yeah. awful <laughs> u-g-l-y you ain't got no ugly alibi. you ugly uh anyway we uh discussed that young man still intend to have him on the show yeah we've just been super busy and really booked we we've got guests lined up all the way toward the end of june and wow. nice and, and a, on a couple of these shows like next week we will be doubling up bring it on so bunk mics absolutely intend to have that young man on we just haven't found the spot for him yet but that is that is one of the emails that came in through brett at drivenradioshow.com and what an interesting story so please if you got an interesting story send it to us here what have you gentlemen been doing in cars this week or vehicles of any kind well, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, I was down in Springfield, Missouri. Yay! 
And hey, the land of enchantment. Sunshine. Right. You're not the woods there, pal. you damn right. <laughs> well, for Mark, that was going to the big city. Yeah, it really was, man. Back when Battlefield Mall was a going concern. It's like, wow. hey, Chess King, oh my God. <laughs> is, I actually remember Battlefield Mall. That's I remember Merry Go Round, best place to buy parachute <laughs> pants. Oh, dude, Chess King was my baby for my parachute pants, but only on the sale rack because I was a po boy who could not afford it. <laughs> oh, no kidding, man. I can remember when those things came out and they were 50 bucks, and that was a mid 80s. So you were down Dang. there, Corey. I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I distract you? Voluntarily, like, you know, like I wasn't forced to go down there. Crazy, right? I know. I mean, who go down there what did was? you go down there for? No. Uh, I actually went down there for a show. It for? was the uh, the Moore uh, Overland Expo, and it was a fantastic show. So you took so your- Not a car show, but still a vehicle You took your show. giant overlanding conveyance. I, I did. And you went down to Springfield. I did. Complete- I, I, I love the idea of you traveling in that thing because there's everything in that van. Yeah, yeah there is. But, but does not have the moon window. That breaks my heart. Does not have the, the alternate to the moon window, the diamond-shaped window. Those diamond, and yeah, it's got to stick out too, cause it, and it's got to be tinted. Does not have... Oh, it's it's got to have on the interior. Uh, you need some paneling. You need some. Uh, go find some black oak because that's kind of a German thing. But you get you some paneling in there and some shag carpet. There you go. Oh yeah, uh, Velvet Velvet Elvis painting. <laughs> got to have one of those. You can have Look, a German go do the hula on, on the, Amazon uh, disco ball. Order no. a Jack Daniel's oh, beer. Okay, what you okay. Got? There you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you I go. was thinking. And a beer tap shifter. You got to have that. Uh, you know, oh, we, we talked forgot. about crackers last that. week, and I'm still waiting. You, you got to have the separator between there isn't the shifter. front seats and the back part, and it has to have the little short spindles, oh, the my half God. wall yes, with the yes. spindles up to the yes. ceiling. Like your 1960s grandma going in between the kitchen and the dining yeah, yeah, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, dude, this thing is getting all sexed up. And you, you, what goes on the outside of it? What is the one touch that it is begging for? Viking mural. You damn right. <laughs> Viking mural. You've got to get Valhalla and boobies on that thing. Absolutely. With the, <laughs> with the naked chick next to it and the giant Pegasus. I think we might need a flight bag. You know, <laughs> the thing is here, as you guys are going have, back Have you and watched forth his face this, deteriorate? Yeah, get him hold some hold paddles because he's on. just... <laughs> as you guys are going back and forth with this, I get it. I get, I get where you're going, Ed. But I hate to say it. I hate one to more. say it to you guys. I love these ideas. These are awesome. <laughs> and the final, yeah. ultimate, and you know where I'm going here, Craigers. Oh, yeah. We even talked about those last week. Craigers would make that thing a scene. It would be a rolling party. Craigers, raised white letter tires. Oh, Mickey Thompson. <laughs> Give me some Mickeys. Uh, Mickey. Das- I'm going to need some alone time. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying? Nicholas <laughs> Thompson. We will uh, we will have to do some like uh, Photoshop stuff. Oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. That really uh, is a brilliant idea. Send me send me a pic, like a side pic of it. I can do and, that, and um, we'll put it on Facebook. Oh, and yeah. if you're listening right now, be looking on Facebook for Driven Radio Show. We'll put a picture of the uh, Vanageddon up there. <laughs> and, it's the Cray Van. Yeah, the Cray Van. <laughs> Cray Van cars, and download it. 
and treat it, show us what it should be. Oh, and I'm I talking lake pipes. Okay. I, 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 oh, either lake yes. pipes or vertical pipes like old diesel trucks. You get, you get the Mack Ooh. truck looking pipes on the side of that bad boy. And all Down chrome. the side, just in front of the back tires, stacked straight up. Oh, dude, I'm getting all tingly. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and some god-awful Valhalla breast infested. Oh, I want uh, it. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling it bad. The, the Hooters recruiter van. Now, is, he, <laughs> is he riding a unicorn or a Pegasus? Pegasus. Is there a knock oh, on Pegasus. the engine? No, but there's two on the side. <laughs> oh, oh, this is so satisfying. I this love show's it. over. This is all I needed. I'm, I'm not, going out the door now. Anyway, somebody went to Springfield. I'm not yes. really sure that anybody from Moore wants to know all that. Did you see anything in Springfield that was cool? There was some really cool stuff. Okay. All you guys aside, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm turning the mics off for you guys right now. No, uh, the the More Expo is is actually a really good show. I was there last year. It was in February last year. That's when I learned about Storyteller. And what, what for, for, the, un- and we for the uninitiated, the, explain Storyteller. Uh, Storyteller Overland. It's the company I purchased my Sprinter through. Okay. And so they outfit it. You you get the Sprinter. They whatever they outfit it all. Um, nice. And put all the so that way I didn't have to build anything. Awesome, but it was what we were looking for. Checked all the boxes. It worked out great. What was cool is that we got our van a year later and got to go back to the show with the van mm-hmm. of right. what we learned about. And then a lot of the vendors we had met last year. So now you're part of the club. Got to re-meet up with them. Actually, I stayed at one of their places, uh, one of the uh, a place called um, Artemis. It's okay. an overland store, and we got to stay at their facility and oh, use nice. their bathrooms. And even, I mean, to be <laughs> honest, they trusted us, and he did not like he knew us that well. Yeah. But it was very cool that... Um, they had a party one of the nights with a bonfire and all that stuff. Sweet. And so we were there with that. Met the owner of Storyteller Overland. And so that was actually kind of cool. Um, and he talked to us quite a bit at times, actually. Even when we were leaving, he came out and went out of his way to the parking lot to, to meet up with us. That's with, cool. With our van. And he's still driving the first prototype Storyteller Overland Sprinter van that they ever made. Does he have he's a big there. airbrush mural on the side of his? No, no, but he does have a bumper sticker. Oh, does he? Can you guess what it says? Not at all. Give if it, the van it. is rocking, don't bother knocking. No. Gas, grass, or ass? There it is. Oh, <laughs> no free rides. That's what I'm talking about. You you need to be playing that out of your, your big old that Pioneer 8-track def- uh, so, yeah. Oh yeah, with the Jensen coaxials. Not the triaxials. Not enough But things. we actually officially met some other Storyteller Overland owners while we were there, and we were all kind of parked in a group, too, while we were there. So it's pretty cool. I mean, but, I mean, it's an Overland show, so there's a lot of Jeeps and Broncos and Toyotas and and big giant That's pretty awesome, trucks actually. and all kinds of stuff. It was a really, really cool show. I thought of more, one more thing. Mm. Waterbed. <gasps> oh, my God. Waterbed. You could be king stud of the universe with a waterbed in the back of that. And as warm as that would be after a night in it, you could use it for the shower the next day. I this is this is amazing. We we are we are generating million dollar ideas right now. You see him, the man's an innovator. That's it. And sometimes an out innovator, if yeah. that's what you want to call him. That's yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. It's a lot of syllables. I like it. That's, you know, we've given him a, it we've days, given him huh? so much crap that he pretty much has free reign to give us crap about everything. Oh, yeah, the show. no doubt. We, we may have crossed a threshold here. Yeah, or a line. <laughs> How about you, mister? What did you do? I, I took would... my mom's car to a car show. Oh. I went to the fuel house, and they were having cars and coffee in the morning, and I had some delicious coffee. Thank you, fuel house. Mm. Uh, I had some nice conversations with some folks. Did uh, you? I should have recorded one, too, because there was a dude there that had a uh, an 83 station wagon, Woody, 
uh, Buick oh, wow. that he put a wicked engine in it, and it had meat on the back, just like you wouldn't believe. And he takes it out drag racing as this kid, and you know he's in his early twenties, and it was just nice. a hoot chatting with him. But uh, my I mom, wa- I want to see the drag version of the family truckster. <laughs> This was pretty close. I actually got pictures of it. I haven't, just haven't gotten around to posting them. And I did uh, park my mom's car next to a, a, a 1970 uh, Mustang convertible. And I then, bet he was thrilled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. well, you know, there was just some parking mixed in. So I uh, I popped the hood on it, too, and then stood back and, you know, went up onto the deck they have before you go inside of the fuel house and just watch. And it was funny. There were some people that walked up and stopped by, and they're looking at it, and then they looked at each other, and they looked at it, and they looked at each other. And, and, and then they go, must be broken. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they're thinking the filth look is a new thing. Yeah, is that the, that, yeah, it's all original dirt. I mean, that is all straight out of the box what dirt. Do you think on it's that it must be a barn find. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I did uh, – I stopped by Jiffy Lube on the way up just to make sure everything was golden, et cetera, and drove it back. And it's uh, – uh, I'm going to adjust the price again on it. I, uh, You know, in today's marketplace, I was figuring that, one, the money that I put into it already uh, could be brought back out of it. But it's a she, – she a little drizzly. She just Uh-oh. she's a little she's a little leaky weaky. <laughs> she's pulling the Olestra. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no, what is it? Sweat no, no, horsepower? No, no, no. That's what it's called. Uh, a little seepage. She's, yeah. she's just breaking in, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a, she ate the wrong potato chips. So uh, <laughs> I, I figure you know somebody who can give us a less than sixty five thousand mile ninety five Taurus some love. Uh, you talk to me. It's up on Facebook. Wrong potato chips. What a gross image. <laughs> Bob, you want to get out of the pool now? The kids don't want to play Exxon Valdez. <laughs> ruh <Ruh-roh>, Raggy. <laughs> so. What'd you do? I got uh, Vlad signed up to go to the uh, streetcar takeover that's going to be this Saturday. Ooh. I'm going with Ooh, nice. fine Mr. Corey sitting over here. And Saturday, took her out for a nice long drive, uh, did the Italian tune-up, you know, stick your foot in it, blow out the cobwebs, (laughs) and uh, met up with some friends of mine at a really, really cool brewery over in Cleveland, Missouri, right off D Highway, a place that was a lot better than you would think for the location. It was really fantastic. It is nice to find surprises like that. And I think it was uh, called the POG, the POG brewery or pogs brewery yeah. but uh they had some very very tasty selections there nice. and i may have had to hang around a little bit longer than i had originally <laughs> intended to make sure that said selections did not yeah. affect my drive home i could use a glass of water how big a selection do you think they had there i mean like uh, of they, their stuff they had fantastic stuff they had no uh store-bought brews it was everything they made there oh, nice. and they have one there called a blue falcon that they will only let you have two of per visit because it takes them so very long to make it and it was brilliant and i can't wait to go back and i will probably take an uber when i do Uh, hog brewing company they are uh, open wednesday through thursday friday saturday and sunday yeah and i do believe i do believe that that is veteran owned it certainly had lots and lots of military nods Digging it. Uh, nice. But really great brewery. Car ran very well. God, that thing is stinking fast. <laughs> I, I I I do not need to be out running around in that car. That thing is just, it encourages you to make bad decisions yeah. and uh <laughs> 
you know, I already have a a ball bearing ankle and a lead foot, so uh, that doesn't. Anyway, it was a, a lot of fun. There's a little itty bitty tiny chip right in the nose. Oh, that will be taken care of by the fine individuals at Colors on Parade. Uh, this coming Friday, and I'm going to have them take a look at the Moo Glide while they're there and fix the little tiny things that are wrong. You know, my OCD just will not uh, allow yeah. any of that stuff to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it was a great weekend. Weather was really brilliant, yeah, and it was. it was fun to get the car out. Though I don't do that very often. In the news, the Tesla Cybertruck may finally be on the way. Porsche is trying to keep your vintage 911 on the road, and we get a better idea of all the cars lost on the Felicity uh, Ace. Uh, Our special guests this week are Dave Kenny and Greg Ingold of the Haggerty Price Guide. Dave and Greg will be here to discuss the new price guide that drops this week, the results and surprises out of Amelia Island, Meekum Glendale, and a new service from Haggerty. Let's get to the news. From road and track, Elon Musk is promising the Tesla Cybertruck deliveries Next year. Uh-huh. Next year. Coming out. My uh-huh. toy truck. Sure. Tron, sure. baby. Sure. sure. When it was first revealed in November 2019, Tesla said its wild Cybertruck would begin production in 2021, but the truck was delayed first to 2022 in this past January. Uh, Elon, I call him that. Yeah. We're tight. Said production would hopefully <laughs> next year continue. Recently, Musk promised deliveries would begin next year. We can't wait to build this here and deliver them to you, Musk said. Sorry for the delay. It's been an intense couple of years, but we're going to have this for you next year, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be one kick-ass product after another. Starting next year, some cool stuff we haven't even talked about, unquote. Um, You know, the last few years, everybody has had delays. Yeah. Everybody has had supply problems. Everybody has had stuff bringing, had trouble bringing stuff to market. And Elon's been busy buying up all the Twitter stock. So (laughs) he's been, he's been busy. He's had other crap going on. Things happen. I mean, look at Rivian. They're still wait. Oh, wait, no, they're out. Yeah, they are kind of out, aren't they? Yeah, you can go buy one. Actually, and, um, among other things, yeah. And what what's painful about that is I actually like the Rivian. Uh, I I do. I I think it's a nice. You know, some truck. of the, the little car things that I go to on Facebook. I mean, people are taking poops directly on it. And I don't think I'm, the I'm that bad. voice out in the wilderness. I'm the Charmin going. I kind of like it. I like. It. What, I it what'd you call the front end of that thing? Uh, it looks like Big Hero Six, the cartoon. <laughs> it's got the little eyes and oh, yeah. I will be your friend. But it just, it's. <laughs> I I don't know. I like it, and I love uh, the Cybertruck. Now he showed off an updated Cybertruck. Unlike the first version of the truck shown, the Cybertruck now has conventional rear view mirrors, an enormous windshield wiper. <laughs> I hope it's just a squeegee that goes left and right. Um, I can tell you where he stole it from <laughs> and uh what appeared to be headlights mounted below the front bodywork the real uh the reveal cybertruck just had a light strip where the hood met the front bumper so eh, you know i don't think the revised version is all that bad looking and the way the the wiper looks on that it really looks like the single wiper that they had on mid 80s to early 90s mercedes 300es and also the same wipers that are on um uh the Schadenfreude Express. Oh, okay. That S600's got one of those big oh, so. uh, goes up and then does this deal going across where it kind of jukes over. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it covers the it covers my, like uh, like ninety percent of the windshield. C280 What's, back in the, he had a ninety eight C280 had the same kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, it's going to have rear wheel steering. 
which you know my my truck could <laughs> benefit for that. That's cool. I yeah, like but that the idea. the Rivians and the Hummer EV have that too. Oh wow! So it, I I think it's a good idea. Certainly, if that truck is as big as it looked like it was going to be, yeah, having something that would aid it handling would be would be wise. Did, yeah. Now, did you see real quick on, on based on this stuff on uh, Jason uh, that does the Haggerty um, Camisa? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, we've Camisa, had, Jason yeah, yeah, Camisa, yeah. right? Um, he did a thing, a little drag race to show how fast yes. some of his truck, like trucks and stuff. And he had the, the big Dodge TRX on there, which, to be honest, was the faster of, but it's a stupid, stupid truck anyways, with tons of horsepower. But they had a Raptor, yeah, the, Ford, the, the Raptor, and they had the Rivian. And the Rivian. Oh, wow. The Rivian was faster than the Raptor pulling a trailer with an old GMC the Cyclone, Cyclone on truck the back. pulling it. Oh wow! And it was still faster than the Raptor. Yeah, damn. Which mind, mind you, the Cyclone was faster than the Raptor too. But the <laughs> that Rivian is badass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's definitely not a lack of power. I mean, the towing capacity thing is like twelve thousand pounds or eleven thousand pounds, maybe. But the other thing I got to give this uh, Tesla Cybertruck is that uh, he shaved the door handles, dude. Yeah. Totes. Yeah. I mean, and I dig the Cybertruck, and I, I just. I can't wait. I want to see the damn thing. Yeah, yeah I do. Me too. I do. I would love to take a test drive. It's not often that I'm like, you know, these brand new cars. I really want to get inside one besides a Corvette. But uh, this one, yeah. I really think yeah. there's going to be more EV trucks on the market than I expected coming up here. You know, I, I hope so. I didn't, I didn't expect to see this many so soon. I thought there would be more car versions of stuff or SUVs over these trucks. Well, and that F-150 Lightning is going to be out soon. And they yep. bragged about that being able to power your whole house, which is kind of a, a – an interesting concept. Don't you need your house to charge it? Yeah, you use your house to charge a truck <laughs> up, and then the power goes out, and you charge yeah. your house with a yeah, truck. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but the Hummer EV is already out, and the Rivian's already out. And I read a, a comparo between the two uh, here not long ago, and I didn't realize that the the Hummer is as heavy as it is. That Hummer weighs what my van weighs. It's nine thousand plus I got a, pounds yeah yeah i got a home built in my van and it weighs what that <laughs> yeah and, and and the uh the hummer Truth. didn't have a top on it uh yeah but it said it's a it's a real capable off-roader to a point mm-hmm. and they said the same thing about the rivian hell the rivian weighs seven thousand pounds yeah it's pretty heavy too well, wow well, well most of that's battery isn't it? yeah it is uh, okay it's battery is not exactly heavy. slow either to be honest it's just so damn heavy uh interesting stuff interesting yeah. times yeah really. um I, I'm, I'm enthused by some of the electric stuff. Uh, it just some of it's really magoo, some of it's really cool. There doesn't seem to be lots of in between. Yeah. Here's the thing I would like to drive that you're both going to give me the hairy eyeball for. All right. I want to drive a Tesla Model X with the stupid gull wing doors on it. Huh. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I give you that. I, it's fine. I, I could. I, could I just want to hate see, you for lesser things. I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um. I love... Like, you just want to see what it's like, or you I, want one? I want to see what it's like first, but okay. I, I love all my old cars. I love the Corvettes and the Impala and the old Harleys I ride and everything. But at a certain point, you get tired of fixing crap all the time. Yeah. And I like that I have a pickup and the GTO that are both... Everything works on them. They're both comfy. They both have working air conditioning. They have, are loaded with power stuff. Occasionally, it's nice to step away from, good grief, i got to pull my wrenches out again, to, oh, 
it's quiet in here and everything works. <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> like to see what a Model X is like. It just looks like it, look, it, it looks like a cool Ford Focus. Yeah, a little but bit bigger. I'm a little surprised at how kind of plain Jane it is, but and the, I like but the doors are freaky. I like and the I white them. on white version, and it's got a celebration mode that's really cool. So I'd like to see that. There is that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Get, now, getting now back, I'm going to look at my, with my hairy eyes at you about the celebration mode. Well, well, come well, on. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> getting back to the internal combustion world, uh, synthetic e-fuels are coming as Porsche invests 75 million wow. in the maker of carbon neutral product they're talking about a carbon neutral fuel for internal combustion engines (laughs) yeah baby all right all right i'm listening i'm listening porsche announced a big step forward in the production of commercial liquid synthetic fuels an investment of 75 million dollars in chilean e-fuel producer highly innovative fuels the company wants to sell e-fuel at its experience centers and may one day deliver all new cars with a tank of e-fuel, Porsche executive board member Michael Steiner said. But there's one other important market for carbon-neutral fuel. Besides racing and the Porsche Experience Center, the iconic 911 is the main focus of our e-fuel project, Steiner said. Porsche wants to provide its, its drivers with e-fuel as an option to fossil fuels wherever feasible. They're talking about delivering a carbon-neutral internal combustion fuel is that not the shizzle oh you think this doesn't get me excited (laughs) and there are there are various people puckering right now oh but 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 no electric gritty my goodness no when i read this i was doing the snoopy dance (laughs) in my office man i was so excited at this porsche's investment is enough to give the automaker a stake in hif of around 12.5%. HIF is, HIF's e-fuel production method uses wind power to turn hydrogen and carbon dioxide into a liquid fuel. HIF expects to, prevent, to start producing e-fuel in Chile in the middle of next year. Huh. That fuel works in any car that burns gasoline, which is exactly oh, what a dude. carbon neutral needs to do. Yeah. If that tech is there, my Corvettes live forever. and so do all the old 911s that i look at on a daily stinking basis some of porsche's hif investment will be spent bringing e-fuel production sites to other places to places other than chile such as the u.s and australia Porsche, porsche said it thinks aviation and ocean shipping companies might also be interested in e-fuels porsche plans to introduce more of the world to e-fuels through motorsport flagship projects but they didn't really elaborate on what that means technology that develops everything through racing somebody so looked at something other than electric oh god i love porsche god i love porsche <laughs> It, even more now, and I own one of their products, and yeah, it's a sport ute, but it's a great sport ute. And oh, thank you, Porsche. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, thank I'm you very much. That. I'm I, not the biggest Porsche fan, but that I'm like I'm, hats off. Man. I am so very excited by the prospect of that. I would even go out and buy a Porsche engine Harley, which is a V rod. So bless you, folks at Porsche. Thank you so very much. Oh, I'm definitely going to be following this e-fuel um very closely oh me too me too i'm ready to invest in porsche right now from the sources uh from auto week 
Felicity Ace Manifest shows staggering loss of vehicles. Automakers and suppliers are facing difficult supply shortages all over the globe, which makes building cars an even bigger challenge. It shouldn't be difficult to get the finished product to its intended market, but the Felicity Ace sinking last month showed us that, well, that isn't always the case. This makes you want to cry. Yeah, it does. Uh, we now have a list of what was lost on the auto transport ship Felicity Ace. Uh, the ship's manifest shows how many cars were destroyed in transit. This manifest shows Porsche lost 340 vehicles. Mm-hmm. 911s, 718 Boxsters and Caymans, Macans, Panameras, Cayennes, and the all-electric Taycans. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is among the cars they said that once the electric cars started to burn, they burnt white hot and they could not be put out, and that was kind of the final straw for that ship. Let's go uh, e-fuels. But before we gloss over this, think about how many cars 340 is. That's a lot. You know, some people that's might, a car might, show. might not think that's for a like the entire country show. like that be be much, but it is because anymore, there's not a whole lot of this stuff on people's lots right now. There's not a lot of backlog and in inventory. So all of these cars, these 911s, these boxers, Caymans, Macan's, Panamera, all these... These were ordered by the customers. These were yeah. already sold units. Yes. So if you went out into the middle of the ocean with one of those magnets and a lot of rope. You can't because they're made of uh, magnesium ah, and poop. aluminum. And well, okay, and never mind. You're right. You're and right. there was also <laughs> another article that said if they did a, a cleanup on this for environmental purposes, it would take years Oh, I can't even imagine. Apparently, they're in about 15,000 feet of water. Good. (laughs) You're going to need it. So (laughs) that's miles down. I feel sorry for Nussie. That's a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's a megalodon the down there yeah. with a yes. with, with a Porsche toy set. <laughs> and a greasy streak right down the middle of his forehead. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a... <laughs> so, no, those aren't the only things that no, were lost. No, no, no. The manifest also shows um, Audi lost 481 cars. <laughs> Jesus. So we're up over 800. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Volkswagen brand lost 121 cars. Lamborghini. Oh. Had 21 cars on there. Uh, yeah. Bye-bye. None, bye. none of those were specs. Bentley lost 25. I mean, you got to think, how many actual Lamborghinis and Bentleys are sold in this country? A, I don't a know, month, but a that, year, that's a chunk, man. Yeah. That's almost 1,000 cars. Yeah. So for all these Real Volkswagen close. Group brands, the, I mean, really, the losses are staggering. It really is. Uh, these manufacturers shipped vehicles aren't the only machines that were lost at sea. Oh, yeah. The most rarest of them all. <laughs> the 65th, 1996 Honda Prelude. I had to look up and see what a 96 Honda Prelude <laughs> looked like. I couldn't remember. Probably looked a lot like a... When's they, the last were they still, time... You... Were they still kind of like like squared off a little bit in 96 Preludes? Uh, a little. They were more... Yeah, I mean, they were more rounded than they were when they first came out. Okay. But when's the last time you even saw a Prelude? Um, it's It's been a minute. It, it really oh, has. wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been no. a while since you won. <laughs> Which is weird that, that this is listed on this manifest here, uh, as well as a 2007 BMW 7 Series, mm. uh, a 2015 Oof. Ford Mustang, a 2015 Porsche, another another Porsche. So these must have been individual cars that yeah. Yeah. people were already people driving were and owned over there, right? Yeah. Um, there's also list heavy machinery, such as winches, uh, uh, disc mowers, and more. Crap. Uh, collective value of the vehicles. Anybody want to take a quick gander? Not a clue. Would you even have guessed? Even close to this, even even looking at the number, four hundred 
million. Oh my god! And I don't think that included the ship, which I don't no. think so either. Because the ship was like twenty five million on its own or something. What yeah, or was it fifty? Or I, I like don't that. know. It, a lot. It, it was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> more than we got. Yep. Yep. It is. Uh, the folks at Top Gear Netherlands point out that this might not be the complete manifest. Top Gear apparently has access to a more complete <laughs> manifest that lists even more oh, cars. I don't, I don't want to hear anymore. The can you imagine how many people were like yet. kind of shipping their cars on the side going, okay, if we can just skirt around the end, you know, uh, get around customs and stuff. And now they're, they're bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, man. Oh, man. God. Uh, you know, as, as being car guys, we don't want to see cars basically, you know, no. get driven by morons where they just get wrecked. But to actually have been totaled and gone before it even got into the hands of a driver. Yeah, that's oh, kind of like is, when those... Uh, I'm going to channel my inner Clarkson that. here and say, on that great disappointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> our special guests this week are Dave Kenny and Greg Engold of the Haggerty Price Guide. Dave and Greg will be here to discuss the new price guide that drops this week. Results and surprises out of Amelia Island, Meekum Glendale, and a brand new service from Haggerty. All this and much more is coming up next on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guests this week are repeat offenders and frequently so. Dave Kenny and Greg Ingold of the Haggerty Price Guide. Dave is a lifelong automobile enthusiast, collector, owner of automotive valuation firm U.S. Appraisal, and an accredited senior appraiser with the American Society of Appraisers. Dave writes for the British magazine Octane, the Haggerty Insider, and is the publisher of the Haggerty Price Guide. He also serves on the board of the Rolls-Royce Foundation, and the McPherson College Advisory Board. Uh, Greg Ingold is the editor of the Haggerty Price Guide. He's an avid car enthusiast and has found his calling working for Haggerty since 2012. Greg's been part of the Haggerty Valuation Team since 2014. Gentlemen, welcome back to Driven Radio. Good to see you all. Good well, to see you, too. Thanks for tolerating us enough to have us back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good seeing you both at Amelia Island this year at the Gooding Auction. Uh what was odd is after we saw you, Rhonda and I ran into a half dozen other former guests from the show uh, within about an hour. So it seemed like everybody seemed to flood Gooding at the same time. Uh, what were your thoughts on the auction at Amelia? Well, uh, I mean, just starting off, uh, you know, three auctions there, Bonhams, Gooding, and, uh, and RM. Uh, they all did very, very well, um, and that's con- kind of continuing the trend. Um, the uh, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, it's just a, a time of absolutely amazing results. So it's it, you know, we're running out of superlatives. What can I say? I, and by the way, uh, that means like big words that are uh, like you know have have like kind of a super effective type of thing. Just just <laughs> let redonkulous, freaking redonkulous. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I threw out my. Um, I lost my uh, thesaurus, so I'm I'm really out of uh, you know descriptive <laughs> words to uh, those big word really things that Dave it. was talking about. Yeah, the, yeah, no, those were the things that were killed when the uh, meteorites came. Wasn't <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> they have a little bitty arms, but the big vocabulary. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, I will. I'm not sure how much hand you gentlemen had in it, but on this year's Haggerty Bowl list, the Porsche 968 was included. One of the sales that came out of Gooding defied all explanation was the 1993 Riviera Blue Porsche 968 that sold for 123.2 inclusive of fees which was nearly $50,000 above the Haggerty Price Guide number one value. That sale alone showed crystal ball level prescience, and the price was so far afield, I called I called Dave, and I asked him if he had any insight into it. Aside from being one of a handful in Riviera Blue ever made, there was really not that much remarkable about that car. What do you guys think about that? I was going to say, you know, just judging from the amount of uh, Porsche people that were crawling over the thing, there there was certainly something about it that struck the right chord with the with the right people. Um, I mean, Dave, Dave and I had talked to a couple people after walking around the car, and they were quite impressed with it. You know, it had all the right combinations of uh, of options, and uh, yeah, I think that was the great. Uh, great example of the right combination will always sell well. And I mean, you know, really Riviera blue is the same color as uh, Viagra. So I guess uh, you know, guys <laughs> just, hey, we're, just, we're just drawn to it naturally. That's, that's, I mean, that's the best explanation I can come up with. So in a lightly veiled way, you were saying it was hard to walk away from. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, if the auction went on longer than four hours, call mm-hmm. your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need to call my doctor a lot because I've been to some seven and eight hour auctions, usually bottoms. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Meekum Glendale set records in March with over 66 million in sales. Barrett Jackson Palm Beach just did over 60 million. And even Bonham's Goodwood managed to clean nine, clean up with $9 million and wow. a 90% sell-through rate. Last time we talked, I asked you if you thought there were we were seeing signs of a crest in the market. Have your thoughts changed on this? I assume there are no signs of any cooling. Uh, maybe the more pertinent question would seem to be what will slow this market or what could slow it? Well, I don't see it as being sustainable forever. I mean, that's obvious. Uh, you neglected to mention the RM Sotheby sale in uh, Fort Lauderdale, which it by by no means was a stinker, but it wasn't a uh, you know like a burn the house down sale. Uh, I was there in person, and and I will say that some of the consignments there were uh, Corvairs uh, were less than perfect uh, <laughs> uh, examples. So. Um, uh, but I mean, they still did a credible job, but it, it wasn't like a, uh, you know, the, the barn burner. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't see these things as sustainable over the long term, but I've been wrong before. Uh, you know, like I said, I love to say it. My crystal ball was made by uh, uh, Lucas and it's out for repair again. So uh, <laughs> all we can do is basically report what we see. But, um, you know, some of the some of the increases in values are um are just extraordinary that we'll be talking about here in a bit. And, and, you know, it's not going to happen again. That, that increase is not going to happen, you know, for our next, uh, our next iteration of the book. Uh, we're now publishing twice a year, but we're updating four times a year. And so, um, you know, our workload has increased uh, 33%. And, um, uh, you know, and, and that's good because we're able to keep on top of the market a little better, but, it's just been an astounding time. I mean, Greg and I are like when we're going over all these things, we're doing reality checks 
with each other back and forth. Could this possibly be? Is this what we're seeing? And that's just the market today. So to that end, what is new in the price guide this quarter? Uh, who are the winners and losers? And are there any losers? <laughs> yeah, uh, we found a couple, but uh, they're they're total outliers. Greg, you got a couple? Yeah, I mean, um, I, it's kind of some, some of the biggest winners right now. Uh, and another uh, bull market list car was the uh, the Ferrari Dino two forty six that uh, that went up by an astounding rate, about over seventy percent over the uh, the previous publication, and that was totally natural growth. Um, if you, if you could call that, uh, that level of growth, uh, natural, but, uh, even on the, uh, what used to be the more affordable side, the, uh, the first iteration of the Ford lightning went up, uh, over 50%. Um, so it, 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 it goes to all levels of the market right now. Uh, everything is up in one way, shape or form, but some things are going down, and uh, we called this even before the gas prices went up, but the uh, H1 Hummers uh, lost by about 16%. So um, we might need to go back and take a look at it now that uh, that diesel is uh, over 5 bucks a gallon in some places, but uh, it, those, uh, those saw a natural kind of uh, step back in, in values over, over this guide. But other than that, not much. It's been kind of picking and choosing. Yeah, we. Um, I mean, there's so many that are up in multiple digits in the teens that to to go over a list, we would run out of time in no problem, like you know, no time at all. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the more exceptional ones, which you know, uh, uh, Greg just mentioned. I mean, the Ferrari Dino Coupe basically gained a couple hundred thousand dollars book over book. Now, were we behind a little bit in those prices? I think so. Going into it, I think we were behind. Uh, but we certainly have caught up. And, you know, we're watching the market and trying to keep on top of it. And, you know, a Dino is now more expensive than a Daytona. A, um, you know, let me just let me just say that again. Because a Daytona <laughs> is a front-engine, rear-wheel drive, V12, two-passenger uh, Ferrari. Kind of the, you know, the gold standard. And a Dino is mid-engine. It is, you know, not a V12. It it's is, a V6. I mean, all that. And and they're getting very, very expensive. Does that mean that the Daytonas will catch up? I mean, you know, stay tuned. I don't know. Uh, but uh, there's a, a new generation of buyers on Dinos, and they like them. And they like them a lot. So there you are. That's staggering to me that uh, Dinos would be going for. It, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Did they have one in like a Fast and Furious movie or something? Is, no. So it's driving the market. No. <laughs> no, they didn't even have them in Herbie Rides Again. Oh God, I don't understand <laughs> this at all. <laughs> uh, and and the other thing is, uh, you know, there's one of us here is old enough to remember. There's a big argument. Uh, you know, Dinos were not marketed as Ferraris. They no. were their own brand. When you went to the Ferrari dealer, there was a sign that said Ferrari, and then one that said Dino. And Dino was like the uh, yeah, you know Rolex watches, and uh, what's the uh, what's the other one? The, um, the not the Rolex, you know, the, ben, the Bentley Casio? to Rolex. Yeah. No, not Casio. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a there's another brand that I just spacing out. Omega. On, it's like uh, no, 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 no. 
anyhow i mean a lot of brands have another brand that is you know alongside of it but tudor you know, supposedly tudor that's it um so anyhow um yeah the uh the uh, dino's a tudor it's, yeah uh, it does, they didn't make any forgers so i guess it's a tudor um anyhow i mean they're very appealing uh, to a new generation of buyers and i think that's part of it but and it's just it's just astonishing. A friend of mine sent me a link to one of them that was on uh, that was on uh, Bring a Trailer, and I looked at it in the morning, and you know, over you know, course of seven hours, I think it uh, grew two hundred thousand dollars. Unbelievable! Wow, unreal. I seem to recall there was a uh, a two four six GTS at Gooding that had original paint on it, and the paint was it, it was showing its age. And I, I'll have to go back and double check, but I think the thing went for over four. Yeah. Well, well that seems like a bargain today. So, um, <laughs> Jeez. I, it, it's, it's just, it, like I said, it's an astonishing market. Just absolutely astonishing. So, yeah. so um, you know, the next question I had is, are there still bargains to be had? I, maybe there are, but maybe a better question would be, uh, what do you think is the next thing to go? What do you think will be will get hot next? You know, I, I think bargain-wise, you just have to check your expectations. I, I think that, you know, you're not going to buy an LS6 Chevelle for, for $5,000 anymore. That, that ship sailed decades ago. But you might be able to get yourself into a nice mid-80s uh, Volvo 240 for under twenty grand. That's in really, really nice shape. And somebody, somebody might approach you at the next Cars and Coffee and say, hey, man, that's really cool. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna win the next uh, you know drag race at the stoplight uh, off of uh, cheap money anymore. But uh, I, I think you just have to set the expectations. Really, there is a guy running around here in town in a 240 with a 62 LS under the hood. So you might. Well, Paul Newman's <laughs> been gone for a while, but uh, you know, might be his reincarnation. What's that F one fifty that you keep uh, talking about? Uh, the one that you have. What is that the the one the that Harley? you guys haven't stuck in the, the book the, yet? The, the, it's <laughs> it's the um the uh the, the victory edition. It, mm-hmm. Isn't that the motorcycle that you like? Uh, sure. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the Ford Kawasaki edition. Is that yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> well, they're the next thing to go. I'm telling you. Put all your money on Ford Yamaha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that F one fifty Cushman. The, the, I think the, the, the last Yamaha time. Hauler. I think the last time Ford and Yamaha had anything had anything to do with each other, they wound up with a hot rod Taurus. That's not so bad. Yeah, that's not so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like no, the, I, I mean, there's there's always going to be something that grows. We don't know what it is in terms of price. Uh, I mean, we 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 really. But I'd love to tell you that we've got our finger on the pulse. I would buy a late model uh, uh, Mercedes black, uh, you know, black editions. Uh, uh, I think they're gold plated. Uh, I like the Mercedes SLS, but I mean, we're talking stupid huge money. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, you know, who's going to uh, who's going to throw you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars towards an investment car if you don't have you know mega millions of dollars to invest? So I- I'm sure there are things that are you know that are out there that that are under our radar, but right now we're just, we're recovering from what we've seen. Um, so, you know, we, thought, 
we saw C2 Corvettes go up in value uh, from three to 38 percent, mostly driven uh-huh. by the uh, uh, by the split window, the 63. Um, you know, uh, the the that second generation hasn't done anything in quite some time. I mean, you know, appreciation appreciable uh, done anything they've gone up but uh, now they're they're heading up we got the Porsche Carrera GT up 34 percent right now um, the, the bandit era Trans Ams 44 to 79 percent unbelievable uh, I would say I would say by the last generation of, um, of firebirds and all those iterations that they had of that but there are a bunch of people who don't like the looks of those firebirds so maybe that's another mountain to climb there so well, if it's something you like driving, maybe that's not so bad. Uh, yeah. Doubling well, back to the Mercedes, uh, if you don't have that seven, eight, nine-figure bank account, would you advise looking at possibly the R129 convertibles, or uh, would you do a a lesser version of a Mercedes? Well, I mean, with the Mercedes, you always have to buy the best one you can afford. True. So if if you can't afford one, you best stay away. Um, I like some of the, uh, you know, some of the plain Jane sedans from the seventies, uh, cause they're fun. You can fix them and they have a great, you know, kind of, you know, James Bond, uh, background scene look to all of them because you just don't see them on the road anymore. Uh, so they're still available. I mean, uh, but, uh, um, you know, now there's such a distinction, um, between those cars that get pummeled on bring a trailer and those that are, you know, deemed to be nearly perfect, that it uh, uh, it makes sense to look for the ones that are, uh, you know, maybe a little less than perfect, but still great cars, so might have cosmetic issues, but have been, been taken care of uh, mechanically. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe buy a new BRZ, right? Well, I was going to throw a curveball out there. I, I think that instead of looking at uh, some status collectors, uh, take a look at some of the, uh, the new cars that are starting to hit the market, like the, the new generation BRZ or Toyota 86. Um, that is a very affordable, assuming that the dealer doesn't mark it up so you're paying through the nose, I think it's a very affordable um, enthusiast option. Uh, the one that I'm very interested in is the uh, GR Corolla that was announced a week or two ago. I think that is going to be a, an absolute Golf R Subaru STI killer. And uh, if you pay attention to what some of the guys overseas have been doing, Australia's had that engine for a couple of years in the GR Yaris, and there are guys getting 500 horse out of them without any sort of uh, internal wow. work. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. Well, uh, yeah, there's uh, some amazing cars now that we're heading into the uh, the last generation of uh, internal combustion engine engine cars, according to a whole bunch of people. Uh, and I know that there are people who are buying cars to put away just because they are uh, ICE, they are internal combustion engines. I don't know if that's a long-term sustainable thing because, the, you know, once again, we've talked about this before, the percentage of electric cars that are out there for the history of all mankind still doesn't top 1% yeah. of production uh, or, or even close to it compared to ice cars. So even, you know, even though most of those cars are now beer cans and, and uh, shipped <laughs> to China because they, you know, they've been trashed and thrown away. Uh, even so with the number of cars on the road, we're going to be an awful long time until we run out of uh, internal combustion engines. 
I won't see the end of it. I know that. That could be. That could very well be. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Haggerty has a brand new service called Haggerty Marketplace. What can you tell us about it? Are there any limitations uh, on what can be listed there? And uh, what are the fees? Yeah, Marketplace. So that's a brand new thing that, uh, that just came out days ago. Uh, so marketplaces are our new listing venue. So uh, think of it as if you are a member of the Haggerty Drivers Club, which that's the only fee you pay is your Haggerty Drivers Club membership. So if you are a member, you can list your car or as many as you like. Now they need to be collector cars. And you, you list it just like any other uh, website. Now I've uh, gone through the, the widget and it's pretty intuitive, pretty easy. And uh, the way it works is you put your price out there, somebody makes you an offer, you can either accept it, decline it, or you can go ahead and uh, uh, make a counter offer and you can speak with the uh, with the new uh, with the seller via our messaging system, and uh, you know try and come to a deal. And here's the thing: is when we expect that if you make an offer or you accept or you accept an offer that you're serious. You know this is not uh, this is not tire kicking. You know if if you say, hey, I'll pay you twenty thousand for your twenty five thousand dollar car, you better be ready to to pump up the money because mm -hmm. you know we you know we we do moderate it to the best extent we can, but uh, you know this is a, an enthusiast group and and we want to you know promote uh, the, all the integrity that we can there in both buying and selling. So when you say a Haggerty Drivers Club membership, that's all you pay for a fee as a seller or a buyer? That's all you pay for as a as a uh, as a seller. Uh, if you're a buyer, all you got to do is uh, create an account and log in. So you do not have to be a Haggerty Drivers Club member in order to make an offer on a car and to uh, and to buy it. So uh, the the only thing that uh, the only person that's that's paying is that membership fee for the uh, Haggerty Drivers Club if you're listing, which comes with all the other perks of the uh, access to the Haggerty valuation tool with historical pricing and, and prior sales and the Haggerty Drivers Club magazine and the towing and the access to the Ask Haggerty department. So um, just, a, just another thing that we're throwing into that, por you know, into that portfolio to you know, have some more bang for your buck. Can I brag on the towing service from Haggerty Drivers Club for a minute? Uh, courtesy of that and your own Mr. Klinger, uh, you guys saved me off the side of a road 80 miles east of Nashville when our car broke down coming home from Amelia Island. <laughs> and when nobody else would come and get us, you did. So thank you very much for that. I am a huge believer and proponent of the tow service. Nice. See, Greg, I told you putting that locator device on his car. Really <laughs> down, right? uh, we found out what co what caused that, and uh, thank God the people who made the mistake covered all the fees and airfare and everything else. Um, what events are you guys looking forward to coming up this year? Where are you going to be? Where can we find you? I've got a couple of... Uh, uh, events coming up. I'm going to be uh, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, 
the first of next month at the garage at uh, I'm sorry, that's not a garage and social. That's a uh, uh, another uh, uh, collector car storage facility. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've got a couple of Concord coming up. Uh, I'm not, unfortunately, going to be able to be at the um, Greenbrier, which comes up first of the month, which is a great show in West Virginia, uh, because I'm at uh, McPherson College. I'm on the advisory board. Yes, so, yes, yes. I was hoping you would say so. Uh, I'll see you in a their couple car weeks, Mister. Great. I mean, they've got some great cars that they, they do uh, round up for that. Just unbelievable. A Y job, a Buick Y job. I mean, they, you know, General Motors does not let that out just for uh, just for uh, giggles, you know. So, uh, uh, so I mean, congratulations to them for getting that. And big. the Mako Shark will be there as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Some heavy hitters. Yes. So uh, there's a couple of auctions coming up. Of course, Mika Mindy is a great uh, a great event to get to. Um, what's on your plate, Greg? Uh, you know, I'm I'm keeping it close to home for a bit. Uh, in uh, it, around Father's Day, I'm going to be over at the Henry Ford in Greenfield Village for their uh, Motor Muster. I'm going to be participating in their pass and review with their curator, uh, Matt Anderson. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it is uh, a lot of cars from the 1970s and prior is is kind of the uh, the, the niche there. It's it's in the uh, it's in the Greenfield Village, and then they have, uh, like I mentioned, their pass and review. So uh, they'll go by the uh, the grandstands, and there will be a, a lot of spectators. And then we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, the car, its significance, and uh, and some uh, cool facts about the the vehicles. And a lot of these vehicles are uh, repeat offenders. They've gone to Motor Muster a lot of times, and they've been in the families for. Uh, generations, so it's uh, really neat to, to see some of those cars and interact with uh, some of these people. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm I'm probably going to be pretty close to Northern Michigan until about Pebble Beach time. It's a good time to be in Northern Michigan when it gets warm. So uh, you know, this is uh, this is when it starts being real pretty there. Brett, let me just go back a second and, and say one thing. You know, inflation is rearing its ugly head right now, and so uh, you know that can be a driver of uh, classic car prices as well. And so I would look out for that, um, you know, in terms of continuing to drive up because people a lot of times put their money in collectibles. When the dollar is worth, you know, you have a dollar and you realize it's worth 92 cents or 91.5 cents next year, then it's probably smart to buy something. It might be, we'll go back to that Rolex watch. It might be a car. It might be any sort of collectible. But that will continue to drive things through this year, I would think. Uh, employment is at an incredible historic low. Uh, anybody who's in the business of you know hiring people knows that right now. Um, but for advice for the normal human being, I'd say uh, buy all these things that you need, uh, you know, grocery wise and uh, you know personal wise. I, you know, I'm I'm sh- I'm stocking up on shave cream and toothpaste and stuff like that because it ain't going to be this cheap uh, six months from now. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding about that. There's a lot of, a lot of things that you can do to kind of, uh, you know, hedge your bets a little bit on stuff like that. And it might be, you know, buying those parts for that car earlier rather than later. I've got a 79 VW. Uh, We're putting a new front end under it, you know, a new original style front end and uh, went to the vendors and ordered, I don't know, 17, 18 parts and only nine of them were in stock. Uh, and that I hear that more and more from people. So uh, and, you know, part of that is the supply chain. I get it. But uh, when they come out, if you haven't already paid for them, 
they're going to be more expensive. So, I mean, you know, the best takeaway takeaway advice I would give anybody is, uh, you know, if you have a tuna fish sandwich every day for lunch, you know, buy a case of tuna fish at uh, at uh, Costco or Walmart or whatever, because that might be your best investment. If uh, you know, if you buy it now and it's three ninety nine on sale, uh, and it's six ninety nine on sale a year from now, uh, you'll look pretty smart. Good advice. Very sound nice. advice. Gentlemen, thank you as always for being on. We've we've been speaking with Dave Kenny and Greg Ingold of the Haggerty Price Guide. You can find all of the social media links for Dave, Greg, and Haggerty on readthedriven.com. Thank you again for being with us. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. Everywhere fine podcasts Everywhere. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. Yep. And Mark Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.